Let's Talk Georgia football, basketball, baseball with our man Jeff Dantzler of the Georgia Bulldogs Radio Network. Are you doing the show tonight? I am. In fact, uh, just over here at the Coliseum right now, putting the finishing touches on some things. So uh, it is that time of year, Bills. We've talked a lot. We got thirteen different Georgia sports teams competing. It's Jeez. the same around the SEC, but you got baseball, softball, gymnastics, both basketballs, both swimming's, both track and fields, both golfs, and both tennis. Wow. How's swimming going without our man Jack Byerly? I mean, it, it should have been a seamless transition since they kind of handed it off to the assistants, right? Absolutely. And they were both great swimmers here, Stephanie Williams, Marino, and Neil Versfeld. They're doing an, an excellent job. And, and I mean, you know, Jack got the job in 1979. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's so he coached in six different decades. Uh, just, just kind of talking about it, especially with – with Jack, of course, with Manny Diaz, who became the head coach here in 1989. Um, Jeff Wallace became the women's tennis coach in 86. Uh, coach Hack, who's been our golf coach since 98, he always jokes, you know, we go around the country, and he said some of his coaches say, well, well you must be the senior member there of that athletic staff. He goes, oh, man, I'm just a baby compared to those other guys. <laughs> but, but, but Coach Wallace is going to get his 800th win this weekend. Wow. And he, he has, between outdoors and indoors, his women's tennis teams have played for a national championship in five different decades. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, it's, it's, it's ama- I mean it, just, it just shows you so much about how what an awesome place Athens, Georgia is and the University of Georgia is. And, and all those guys are Georgia guys. And guess what? Yep. So is our head football coach who seven weeks a de- ago today led Georgia to a 65-7 victory in the national title game for a second straight national championship. And this is brought to you by Jeff Danzler at Jeff Danzler <laughs> TV, who will say that every week with pride for sure. I saw Coach Diaz on uh, on uh, on Saturday night. He was at the George Sports Hall of Fame. It was good to, good to see him, of course, here for Al Parker, who, man, I and, and, and Al Parker was so fun to meet and talk with, Jeff, real quick before we get to the teams, uh, because he, he – I mean, you and I know, uh, again, there are things that I say that me and Jeff and, for that matter, our, our buddy David Johnston, we kind of were in the same age group, so we, we know all about that. But, man, they, and, and you were close to, to Al being uh, since he was in Claxton. He was a beast even before he walked on the campus at the University of Georgia. Yeah, Al is one of the all-time greats, one of the greatest guys, one of the greatest players, yeah. one of the greatest student athletes ever. And uh, the, the, the all-victorious valedictorian had a perfect 4.0 GPA. <laughs> and Al is as great a guy as there's ever been. Um, and a couple of stories that you know, when I've gotten to introduce him, it's things like the circle. And by the way, you do an amazing job as EMC. Everybody loves you oh, in the you. Hall of Fame. But Al, I said, he, he gave me a good moment of clarity at an early age. Bill, you'll remember back in the summer of 1985, a young 17-year-old German named Boris Becker won Wimbledon. Yep. At that point, I was 12 and was trying to be the number one junior at Forest Heights Country Club in Statesboro. <laughs> and I remember thinking, this is a pretty steep learning curve. And, oh, yeah, there's a guy one town over from me who, if I played, I wouldn't be able to get a point off of. <laughs> so, so it was at that point that I realized that I, I was never uh, going to play uh, for Coach McGill or Coach Diaz at Georgia <laughs> or be a Wimbledon champion. But I always joked about it with Al, too. I said Al and I had, had a lot of things in common, you know, loving Georgia, loving tennis. And uh, 
neither one of us ever made a B at Georgia. So, uh, <laughs> or, I said, you know, or I made one one B, and, and my mom gave me a hundred dollars. So, <laughs> it's, uh, but no, Al is tremendous, and I was so happy for him. But but he he was a national junior champion. He won in the eights, the tens, the twelves, the fourteen. Oh yeah, name it. unbelievable! And, and was just a remarkable player. Yeah, I hate that the back injury his freshman yep. year caused him to to not go on and be a great pro. But it was great to meet him and and uh and to talk with him a while on friday and saturday night that was that was a that was a great pleasure all right you you mentioned golf and i i want to i want to mention that uh obviously we had we had some good golf news with chris kirk winning and and such a great story for him to come back after what he's been through if you don't know uh chris has battled alcohol addiction depression really just walked away from the sport a couple years ago didn't he jeff yeah, and, and he is a great guy, and all of those guys that have played here at Georgia are great guys, and they love Georgia, and, and Chris has had a fabulous career. Yesterday was his fifth win. Now, now, it's his first since 2015, but he is just playing some of the best golf of his career. Um, he lives here in Athens, and oh, wow. like all these guys, it is, like Chris, he he's a huge baseball fan, so he and his son come to baseball games. There was a women's suits game two weeks ago, and Brendan Todd sitting there on the front row. So all those guys are great guys, and it's tremendous having him around. But, Bill, I thought the approach shot in the playoff, I thought he was going to hold the thing. The, when it started spinning back, I yelled, oh, my God, it's going in, and he just missed it. But it, it was a tremendous win for him, and I was just so happy for Chris because he, he is a great guy and, and a great story. Absolutely, no doubt about it. All right, baseball, the the baseball team 5-2 and two right now after the split on Sunday with Princeton in the, in the doubleheader. But good news with one of the Georgia pitchers, Liam Sullivan, the SEC Pitcher of the Week. That, that's good to see, Jeff. It really is, and we call him the big shamrock and mm-hmm. the big left-hander. He was he was a starting left tackle at Marist when he was a sophomore, um, but he goes about six six two forty, and uh, he threw seven no hit scoreless innings, uh, faced just two over the minimum, uh, gave up two walks and, and hit a batter, and actually picked a, a runner off. But he was he was terrific, and rightfully was named the SEC's pitcher of the week so very happy for him and and uh, our friday starter jade woods also got back to form he was on a pitch count as well uh he went four and two thirds both of them struck out 11 uh liam threw seven innings on saturday so between the two of them they went 11 and two thirds scoreless and had 22 k's that's pretty strong absolutely that that's great well the and george will be back in action and then uh, you, I know you can't wait for this weekend. It's always fun to play tech. And we, we kind of had a little bit of an interruption, right, in, in the format they wanted to have because of COVID. But now we're going to have that three-game series. Should be a lot of fun this weekend. Yeah, it is. And the first game's here in Athens on a personal note that nobody cares about. The only downer with this timing for me, the SEC Women's Hoops Tournament begins on Thursday. Oh, wow. So, I, yeah, so I might, you know, it's like, well, I want Georgia to win, but at the same time, I want to call all the tech games. So, <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals that we kind of get pulled in, uh, in different directions. But it's fun this time of year. But obviously, it's going to be big for tech. And I like the series being played this time of year. Now, you, you do have a couple of factors that can work against you. Number one, it's the weather. And then number two, you're still competing against basketball. But I think big picture to have Georgia and Tech play 
where you've got your, your top pitchers going at it and it's not a midweek game. And, and also, once you get into league play, like for Tech, their ACC weekend series are bigger. For Georgia, the SEC weekend series are bigger. So you kind of get it out of the way. And as we all know, you go back through history of 1987, 2001, 2004, 2008. If both teams are really good, there's a pretty darn good chance we could see each other again come June in the NCAA tournament. Oh, that would be so much fun. It would be great. Jeff Danzer is our guest at Jeff Danzer TV on Twitter. A couple of football things, and then we'll we'll let you go. Um, Glenn Schumann is going to stay at Georgia, which he had interviewed with the Eagles. And, boy, I, I thought, man, this, that might be one that, that uh, takes him away from Georgia. But he's going to, to stay at Georgia and probably get a good raise. And, and hey, I, I think everybody's loving that just to keep everything in place from what was there the last couple of years, right? Oh, I, I think so, too. And, and he's kind of been th- this wonderkin, uh, an, an excellent young coach. He was an analyst at Alabama. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, we all were kind of taking notice that in all the defensive meetings that Coach Saban had, Kirby was in the meetings with him, and so was this, this analyst, Glenn Schumann. And Kirby brought him along with him uh, here, here to Athens, and he became the inside linebacker's coach. And he's obviously got the chops for it. He, he's done a great job recruiting. I mean, you just look at uh, the, the players that George has put in the NFL from the linebacker position and, and the way that George has recruited it and to have you know, have Kirby in that top position, and then to have Will Muschamp and Glenn Schumann calling the plays for this defense, that's strong right there, Coach. Real strong. No doubt. No doubt. It's great. And so Jalen Carter's not going to work out at the Combine, and obviously uh, you know, Bryce Young's not going to work out at the Combine either. He's going to wait till his pro day. I mean, a lot of those guys up top, they're, that's what they're going to do. So I don't think it's going to hurt Jalen Carter any, do you? No, I mean, just just look at the film, and not only the film, I've got a buddy of mine who's a Dolphins fan, Mm -hmm. and they drafted a linebacker from Penn State who had 10 sacks one year, well, like five of them came against Eastern Michigan, well, who have Jalen Carter's big plays come against, you know, Alabama, Florida, Auburn, TCU, Ohio State, I mean, the guy has performed at the highest level on the biggest of stages, and he might have been at his absolute best against Tennessee this past November. And I, I can tell you this, when he had gotten hurt with that dirty cut block at Missouri, you know there was a lot of thinking of, why would you even come back? And I'm sure there were people getting in his ear, you're going to be a top ten pick anyway. Well, you know why he came back? Because he's a great kid who wants to win, and he loves his football team and this university, and he was a huge part of, of Georgia winning this national championship. And you could just see, you know, Georgia had a really good defensive line. Obviously, last year's was one of the best in the history of college football. But when he came back, really starting with that Tennessee game, the disruptive force that he is, that took Georgia to an even higher level. So, yeah, I've still got a feeling the Bears are probably going to try and trade out of that top pick but because you've got the two quarterbacks uh, sitting out there that are going to go high and they're, they're not going to draft a quarterback. But if they stay at one, I think Carter's the pick. And I know a lot of people like Will Anderson, who's really good, don't get me wrong, but I've always been that the closer to the ball you get, the more important you are. Yeah. And you just don't see that many defensive tackles with that kind of athleticism like Jalen Carter. So I've got a feeling he's going to be the top non-QB taken. Now, again, the Bears could trade out of there, and somebody might love Young or might love Stroud and take him. So I hope we get the number one pick for a second straight year. 
but there's no way you could go wrong with Carter. And by the way, to, to that reporter who was questioning the character issues, I, I loved how that story got out that, that unbeknownst to, to anyone else, he was paying for one of the walk-on defensive linemen's uh, meals all season long out of, out of his own scholarship money. Yeah, I, I look, I don't want to ever say someone – makes things up and i it's obvious that todd mcshay heard something and he felt compelled to repeat it but you got to be careful when you're saying something that could tarnish the reputation of someone who has not had anything happen to him that we know of and that was probably not a smart thing to do but no um, and then that's also one where and, and i and listen we, we've all made mistakes on the air but th- that's one too where you're not doing your homework and we all know different people in different towns i've I've got buddies in places all over the sec and you know who to call to get the real story like hey listen we're not gonna go public you know how is this guy whether you're looking at an assistant coach whether you're looking at a player you know whether you're talking about a, a a buddy who works for a pro team who's just trying to get intel you know who to go to to get the straight scoop and bill as you also know for those of us living in Athens close to the program, you hear the whispers, yeah. and you know if somebody – I never heard one bad thing on Jalen Carter, not one yeah. the whole time. So, And, you know, you, you know they're whispers if there's stuff going on. Sure. Not a thing. So here, here's hoping we go number one back-to-back. I, I hope so. I really do. I think it was a team trying to get him to fall to him, to be it honest with be. you. You know, hey, it could be. And hey, here's a great thing about the draft: there is so much time between the national championship game and late April. These teams forget about what they saw, and that there's so much positioning and maneuvering. And usually, the the bad teams focus too much on the combine, and they talk themselves out of the right pick. I, I've just always found the draft to be utterly fascinating. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see the combine this week and to keep. <laughs> Keep all the the information flowing, and just uh, I, I love it. I love the draft as well, Jeff. Great stuff. Thank you. We'll let you run. We'll uh, hear you on the radio tonight, my friend. Thank you, Bill. Always a pleasure, my friend. Appreciate all you do, and uh, again, we love having all of our Georgia games on your your group of super stations. Y'all do a great service for sports fans across the great state of Georgia. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much, Jeff Danzer, our guest, and he'll be on the radio tonight. 